Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Spark of Rebellion, a weekly Star Wars show from a galaxy, 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 really, 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 really close, right over here in the UK, but pumping out into the entire world. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for coming back once more into our little corner of the galaxy, and we've got a really kind of interesting show coming up. We've had a couple of really interesting tidbits about the Rise of Skywalker, we've got some character stuff, we've got some interesting work from Galaxy's Edge over there in the United States of the Americas, and we've got a really quite interesting random spotlight coming up as well. But before we get to that as normal, I'm your host, Mark Asquith, with my co-host, good friend and the face of the podcast, the cheekbones of desire, Mr. Gary Ailett. How are you doing, dude? Cheekbones, maybe 10 years ago. It's just the beard. That's all it is. The beard masks it quite nicely, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all good. Thanks, buddy. Uh, we've got some great news bits to go through, as always. And our uh, random spotlight should be a good one, because bring, that brings back quite a few memories for me uh, from some early watches of, uh, of Star Wars. So, uh, yeah, it's good times, man. Good times. Nice. Looking forward to digging into that. We'll get to that in just a moment or two, but before we do that, as normal, if you would uh, like to show a little bit of support for Spark Rebellion, if you're a fan of the show, you can join the Rebellion itself, that's right, you can become a patron over on Patreon, you can join Tom, Chris, Regina, Sean, and everyone that helps us out over on Patreon to produce this show by, like I said, becoming, well, a person of interest to the Rebellion, someone who's a Jedi Knight, a Jedi Master, a Padawan, a force sensitive. You can take your pick, and you can you can you can bag a pile of swag, get some stickers, get some exec producer credit. I think we should get some business cards done as well. Regina was wanting some business cards. We should probably get that done. And uh, you, you can just join us over on Patreon. So go ahead and support the show for as little as you like at Patreon.com/slash Spark of Rebellion. And hit us up on the socials as well. Any social network that you are on, except for Bebo and MySpace. We're not on those. That's crazy. Can you imagine that? to maintain a MySpace page, all <laughs> that crazy CSS. <laughs> Hit us up anywhere else, though, anywhere sensible. Just search for Spark of Rebellion, and we will be there. Give us a like, give us a follow, and just let us know what you think of the show. So, we've got some interesting Star Wars news. We've actually got uh, we've got four bits of Star Wars news coming up today. But before we dive into that, dude, what has been your week in Star Wars? What's been going on? Tell us what you've been digging into and uh, what you've been enjoying from a galaxy far, far away. Well, as usual, that seems to be par for the course over the last month or so, and will be the same leading up into December, is just catching a load of cool news and updates that are trickling through for the rise of Skywalker. So that's very cool. It seems to be, that's the thing you do, I think, when you're a Star Wars fan and you've got a movie that's imminent, you just keep your eyes on on social and various Star Wars news websites and so on. It's just great to see. Every week now, there's some really cool news that's coming through whether it's an interview with somebody, cast or crew, or some of the cast, or if you see something out in the wild, a bit of merchandise, it's really, really cool how they ramp it up really gradually as the as you approach the release for the film. The only thing that really, really, that burns the bacon is the best way to describe it, dude, is when you get leaks, and, and you can't help leaks in this day and age. I think they're just inevitable. Even some of the huge franchises that we've seen over the years, the Marvel stuff, potentially the DC and especially Star Wars. It happens in TV as well. It happens a lot with the uh, with Doctor Who and some other uh, Stranger Things. Those sort of, Leaks just happen and it's so annoying because I guess you're, there are two types of fan, isn't there? There's the fan that doesn't mind them at all and they actually really enjoy seeing them. They want to get every little last bit of information. They want to grab all the inf- everything that they can find out, even if it means 
as the name would suggest, spoiling their enjoyment when they actually watch it. They just lap it all up. Whereas I'm on the other end of the scale. I'm like, nah, I just, I don't want to see anything, anything that's going to make me sit there in the, in the cinema and think, oh, I saw this like a month ago on Reddit. So this pissed me off that I can't enjoy like the surprise. So in a way, it's been great just to see all that stuff coming through. But I have to be so careful as well. If I see, I think people are getting a bit savvy with it now. They they do label things up as spoilers and stuff. But you do get the odd, the odd fan that just blows that all out of the water and you just see a, a bunch of images on set that reveals something and stuff. Oh, crap. So that's been cool. And also settling into the new um, Spark of Rebellion studios here. Starting to get all the Star Wars merch out, which is really cool. Getting the Black Series figures out and... I need to get a bunch of artwork up on the wall. I've got some really cool... I've got some new Star Wars prints arriving in the next couple of weeks, which I ordered from... There's a really cool uh, gallery called Bottleneck, uh, Bottleneck Gallery. They do some... Re- it's a very similar vein to the old Mondo uh, posters and that sort of thing. So I've got some really cool original trilogy prints arriving in the next few weeks. So they're going to go up and I've got some old school posters. And, oh, dude, I found... Um, when I uh, was moving in and I found a whole crate full of Star Wars stuff... There was a big black uh, padded envelope that I'd completely forgotten about that I must have obtained years ago. And in there, it's got all of the original one sheet and B sheets from all of the original release posters. So I'm going to have to get those framed. They're going to go up on the wall. And yeah, it's turning into a bit of a little Star Wars man cave, I'll be honest. But that's what I've been up to anyway, just sorting out the, the Star Wars stuff for the office slash studio. Well, that is not a bad thing at all, dude. Yeah, they're going to look sweet as. That's a nice thing to uh, to uh, to be surprised about finding in the loft. Nice work, dude. And you're right about the um, the bottleneck stuff. They've got some insane artists over there. I think there's a guy from Sheffield, Matt Ferguson, does a pile of stuff. Um, and like, I think uh, some of the old Ollie Moss stuff is on there as well. Like some of the Ollie Moss Star Wars stuff is insane. That's amazing, um, Ollie Moss. Yeah. Yeah, I've got an Ollie Moss. I've got, I, I bought two Ollie Moss limited edition Dark Knight Returns. No, Dark Knight Rises prints when that came out. I bought two of them. One for the office, one for here. Um, on the proviso that they'd probably go up in value. They probably haven't. Um, so that's me, like, add my pants down. But they just, they look absolutely insane. Like, So if you, if you ever get to, uh, if you're listening out there and you're wondering what we're talking about, just do a quick Google search for Ollie Moss uh, Star Wars. They're, they're just fantastic. Really, really. The Empire Strikes Back one with the uh, with Bespin Cloud City. That's that's my favourite one. It looks oh, I love fantastic. That. Yeah, I know that one, dude. Yeah, it's amazing. Because I think it's kind of got that negative element of um, when you look at the negative space, it's kind of like Boba Fett's helmet as well, isn't it? It's got that kind of Mandalorian look to it with the mm. uh, Olimos uses all that negative space mm. uh, to lay things out. It looks really, really smart. Anyway, we digress. Um, but check it out. So, yeah, sounds good, dude. It'll be good to get the man cave sorted out. It'll be interesting. Um, from my side, I'd started, actually, the... Have you seen the new... Uh, is it, it might be Delray. It's probably Delray. And Marvel Collaboration, the new book, Alphabet Squadron. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I started that this week. Um, so that's a book which is... It's about, basically, Imperial defectors. So, you know, in the, in the aftermath of Return of the Jedi, Battle of Endor... New Republic gets created. We've seen it a little bit in the Aftermath trilogy, and we've seen it in, um, obviously, Battlefront, Battlefront 2 with the defectors, uh, and then obviously going off to Vardos to stop Operation Cinder and Naboo. This is kind of along those lines as well. It's a, it's a, it's a Thai pilot, um, Erica, and it's interesting because it's a book, but also it's got a huge element of Marvel Comics in it. So throughout the book, you'll find comics pages interspersed which is really, really interesting, really, really cool little concept. So I've started that this week. Not got very far with it, but I will report back when completed. Sounds uh, so good, dude. Looking forward to that. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, it's been a good one, been a good week. So let's get to the news then. So we've got four bits of news. The first one is something that we saw a week or so ago. Apparently, according to Cinema Blend and a few other outlets, The Rise of Skywalker has another potentially more revealing name over in Japan. This is called, in Japan, Star Wars Dawn of Skywalker, as opposed to Rise of Skywalker. Now, you know, theoretically, doesn't give too much away, but the use of the word Dawn, I think it implies something fresh and new versus Rise, which could mean something fresh and new and or 
the rise of an existing Skywalker that we know about. So I think they've given they've given just a little bit more by changing that wording out, and maybe it adds a little bit of credence to this idea that Skywalker is the new name or the new uh, the new just the new ideology behind Force users, uh, Force users even you know getting rid of uh, black and white Sith and Jedi, good and evil. You know, and just being a little bit more grey Jedi with it like Luke was to a degree in Last Jedi. So, yeah, in- interesting concept. Uh, what do you make of this, dude? The dawn of Skywalker as opposed to the rise. Yeah, it's an interesting one, this. And it could be it could be perceived as a, as, as a different take on the title. Uh, because although they are very similar, they do have a slightly different, very slightly different uh, connotation. So, um yeah, I was intrigued because you would have thought that Lucasfilm would be very, very careful about this because if they're going to they're going to release details in other in other countries that could potentially change or you know leaks not leak something but give away a bit more of the story than intended. Uh, so I I don't think it's anything too much to read into, but it certainly is interesting because you know they're not stupid over at Lucasfilm if they if they if they released something over in, in this case. Uh, over in Japan that people would then latch on to and be like, oh, actually, that now means that, you know, Luke is back and it's going to be slightly different and we're going to see him again and all that. You know, I think they would, I think they'd be on to that anyway. So, but it does, it, I'm not sure, what do you prefer, Dawn or Rise? I quite like Dawn. It's got a cool a cool ring to it, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm actually, yeah, I prefer, I'm a purist. Yeah, I prefer Rise, the, the, you know, the, the original one, but it certainly sounds cool, put it that way. Yeah, it does. I think Dawn, to me, it, it, it does lend itself to being a little bit more of a beginning. You know, Return of the Jedi was very much an end. You know, it's capped off that. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, very much a capstone. Dawn of Skywalker, like you said, I don't think it potentially gives too much away, but I do think it adds credibility to that, kind of that closing set of scenes over in Last Jedi, where, you know, the kid pulls the broom with the Force, and it's almost... Uh, it feels like it's it's starting to put a bow around everything, you know, kill the past and all that kind of stuff from Kylo. Um, it feels like it's in that vein, you know, where where Daisy Ridley's character Ray is, is potentially alongside, a, you know, maybe a reformed Kylo, maybe starting to do something more positive with Force users that doesn't follow the same mistakes as the past. You know, the Sith, the Jedi, the, the, the hubris, the, the apathy. So... That's the only potential implication, but I think you're right on the money when you say Lucasfilm aren't silly. You know, they, they know exactly what they're doing, and they wouldn't put something out that would give anything away, theoretically. Um, but I, I, like I said, I, it, to me, it feels more like a beginning than an end. But maybe that's intentional. Who knows? Maybe that's intentional. Uh, so interesting, dude. Yeah, interesting. Uh, you know, overall, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all right with it. I like, I'm like you. I prefer Rise. Because I feel like it's just got a bit more power to it, hasn't it? Got a bit more feeling to it, uh, especially after the back end of The Last Jedi with Luke. It's got a bit more feeling. Because we thought the Skywalkers were done. Um, you know, and obviously we carry Fisher departing. Uh, it, it gives us a little bit of something to chew on. So we shall see, my man. We shall see the dawn of Skywalker in Japan. We shall see in December. Um Speaking of Skywalkers, the next bit of news is one of those things that like, it's awesome, but at the same time, it's kind of one of those where you think, well, this is a complete pain in the backside because, <laughs> obviously, we have to spend a little bit of money on this. <laughs> so, apparently, the entire, the entire Skywalker saga, so all nine episodes, will be released in some kind of Blu-ray 4K ultra high-definition box set. <laughs> In early 2020, which you can completely understand, you know, when they put out The Rise of Skywalker or The Dawn of Skywalker, when they put that out in DVD form, they're going to leave it a couple of months and then put out some huge box set, which is totally fine, but it's a bit annoying. If you've bought The Last Jedi, if you bought The Force Awakens, which I have, and then you've got that original remaster, not the original remaster, but the last remastered set that came out, what, 10 years ago? It's just a bit frustrating, but I understand why they're doing it. Um, so yeah, I'm sure we'll all buy it at some point. Probably wait till you know till HMV put it on sale. But it's 
interesting from my side as well. I'm keen to get your thoughts on this. Like, what is that going to do to the prequel trilogy and to the original trilogy? Because even on the 1080p remasters that came out, like I said, eight, ten years ago, that was still a bit like, oof, oof, like that CGI, oof. Or, <laughs> okay, like they've, they've remastered the original trilogy to be super HD and, uh, like, it's great, but it's hurting my eyes a little bit. In 4K, dude? What do you make of that? Yeah, so this is a really interesting one. And this, this is a story that's popped up over the years. I think for the past five or six years at least, this story has always popped up once, at least once a year, every year. But this time it seems to have, I don't know, it seems to be gaining a little bit more traction because multiple sources have said that people from inside the Lucas camp have seen these in the, you know, they've actually seen them. And yeah, it, it, when you have multiple people all saying the same thing, it, it kind of does lend itself to a bit more, um, a bit more credibility almost, as opposed to just one crazy dude somewhere. It's like, I've seen them, I've seen them. Uh, now, there was a couple of things. So I totally get what you're saying, dude. We've already bought these multiple times. This is gone. This is past the point of double dipping now. This is what quadruple. I don't know what the next one up would be. Quan, quan, whatever it is, dip him. But there are a couple of things that would sway me to actually buy this. I mean, like you said, we're all going to buy it. We're going to whinge about it, but we're going to buy it anyway. But there are a couple of things that could be amazing about it. The first one is the actual remaster of the original trilogy could be worth it alone. Now, we know that the at least A New Hope has definitely been remastered in 4K from the original masters. Now, we're not talking about what some films do. Some studios, what they'll do is they'll just take the 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 standard definition masters that they made the Blu-rays from and they'll just upscale it and then there's, you know, there's your, your remaster. But so, but what they've done is if you're going to do this, you need to do it properly. And a lot of films have done it and it looks amazing when it's done properly, where you take the original film scans or the original negative film, sorry, rescan it and then you've got your master and then you can do all that stuff. So there was um, Ryan Johnson, actually. Ryan Johnson has actually seen A New Hope in remastered 4K at Lucas Ranch. He was there and they said, do you want to see a, a, a viewing of A New Hope? We've got it in 4K. And he was like, yeah, of course. So he, he leaked that in an interview a while ago and he said it looked like absolutely amazing. So that's the first thing. If they can get the original trilogy rescanned and it looks amazing and that'll be enough for me. But there's also a tiny little, tiny little nugget of hope that we might get the unaltered original trilogy as well because George Lucas himself has always been really protective of those, um, the remasters, if you like, not the remasters, the, 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 the versions with like the extra effects and the edits and all that stuff. But recently he allowed, I think it was some cinema special effects production museum or something like that. He allowed them to actually show the unaltered original trilogy in the cinema for the first time in like 25 years or 30 years or something. So if that's on there as well, that everyone's just going to go nuts over that. So I love this dude. If they can get this right, don't get me wrong. If it's just, oh yeah, we'll, we'll use the same special features that you've seen for years. And you know, the picture quality is not amazing, but if they can get it right. And also with the prequel trilogy, if they can re get the, they can rescan it and do actually no, the prequel trilogy was shot digitally. So that might be a bit easier to do as long as they can get the special effects upscale to 4k as well, then then right on. But dude, I'm up for this. If they can get it right, I'll happily quadruple dip or whatever it is. I love it. Yeah, I totally agree, dude. On the um, on, on the prequels, definitely. That should be pretty easy. Um, it's always the depth of fields that always, you know, that, that, that cause issues there, which we've seen a thousand times. But yeah, that could be quite exciting. The original trilogy one interests me as well. Like you said, it's, it's, it's one of those where they, you know, they're speculating about it in all the articles and chatting through it a lot. It's one of those where you think, look, if I have got to quad dip this, and I'm, you're making people shell out again, like you said, they've got to give us something special. And 4K is just not enough. You know, we could they're easy. You know, we could we could just grab those anyway. So you're right. You know, what are they going to do that's a little different? And then that just becomes a huge flurry of activity. You know, it, that's going to be a fun time if they put those out. We can revisit the originals. We can compare contract. Like the, the amount of content in it for a show like us is just insane. Um, 
So we'll see what comes of that one. But that's that's potentially early next year. Um, hopefully we'll get those remastered actual originals. Um, wouldn't hold our breaths on it, but it would be very nice if that was the case. So we'll pack that one up. Coming up early next year. Now, one of the more interesting pieces of just throwaway news from the last week was uh, that on July the 7th and July the 8th, our, everyone's favourite Gungan, Jaja Binks, was just weirdly trending on Twitter. And this, I believe, came from... Um, it was one of those little games kind of on Twitter that Mark Hamill tweeted out, and it was one of those little kind of, what's your Star Wars name, what's your Star Wars fit? So the idea was that Hamill had tweeted this, and even Star Wars, the account itself, got involved a little bit later. And uh, the, 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 the thing is, it was, what's your Star Wars fit? So you had to pick your birth month, January through December, and then you get a prefix. So mine, March, I would be force choked by, and then the first letter of my name, M, I'll be force choked by an unnamed stormtrooper. But the first letter, if it was J, it was Jar Jar Binks. And obviously, masses of people's names in all manner of languages, Spanish, Portuguese, English, so many popular names start with the letter J. So Jar Jar Binks ended up trending. And, uh, you know, that was that. And then we got a lot of interesting tweets coming through, a lot of gifts, you know, a lot of, hmm, Mr. Back, you know, all that sort of crazy stuff coming through on Twitter. And it was just, it was just interesting to see that happening. Like I said, uh, Star Wars then got involved in it and, and there was a lot of, uh, um, uh, kind of a lot of interesting tweets and a bit of banter back and forth. And Star Wars actually chose when they tweeted Jar Jar Binks to keep it trending. They chose uh, one of the one of the panels, or two panels actually, from one of the comics that they put out where, um, you might remember it from the com comics, where he acquired a lightsaber um, from Lan Ticken and saved clone Captain Rex. You know, that that was, it, it went crazy when that comic originally came out because everyone was like, yeah, Jar Jar's actually a badass. Um, but that was it, you know, it was trending. And, and Star Wars got involved, check, Gungan Senator, check, Friend of the Jedi, check, save clone Captain Rex. Um... So it was just a fun little piece. I mean, they didn't put check, handed over power to uh, the future Galactic Empire. Didn't put any of that check, street entertainer 30 years after. Or they didn't, they, you know, they left that stuff out. Gave him his moment of glory. So that was Jar Jar Binks this week, dude. You know, little fun bit of news there. Yeah, you can't beat a bit of whimsical. And especially for Jar Jar, he's, uh, as we all know, he's been he's been through the mill since the, since the Phantom Menace launched. And, um, it was just really fun, actually, to see to see this knocking around on Twitter. It was just one of those really weird, uh, you know. Until you dived into it and, you, and you, you noticed that so many people were tweeting about it, that's why it, you know, it shot up the the, the trending list and so on. But incidentally, my uh, my Star Wars fate is completely pathetic. I don't even want to say it, but uh, so mine is ship has been shot down by an Ewok. <laughs> So what a way to go, eh, in the Star Wars universe. Not even something amazing like shot down by a TIE fighter on Death Star Trench Run or whizzing around in the Falcon. No, no, just doesn't even say what ship it was. Just a random nothing ship shot down by a bloody Ewok. They don't even have weapons. This is like a, what is it? Catapult. It's like a tree or something. You know, they've you know, flown too close to a tree that they've set up as a trap. Or a catapult or something. That's ridiculous, man. What was your story? Yours was... Um... Mine was force choked by an unnamed stormtrooper. All right, which one would you choose then? So if you go down them, which one? Just quickly looking at it, which would you choose? Uh, if I could choose one, I would uh, I would probably be... Um, oh, sorry, I'd probably have killed in a lightsaber duel with uh, Darth Maul. How amazing would that be to live that that's that's lightsaber battle? Obviously, it'd be a Qui Gon thing. I'd end up dead, but still be wicked though. What about you? Uh, might have been married to C three PO. I think. Yeah, <laughs> married to C three PO. At first, I was always going to say it's it's always the ladies, isn't it? You're you're like the Han Solo of Star Wars podcast, and you're like the the rogue 
ladies' man. But then you went and ruined it with C-3PO. So you want to be married to an English butler, basically. Oh, man, imagine that. I wouldn't have to play, pay the cleaner. You know, I could. everything would just be sorted for me. Tea would be cooked when I got in. Sounds like heaven. The other one that I'd maybe choose, um, a good one, which I, I would think, um, just to completely throw everything on its head, your home planet is blown up by Obi-Wan Kenobi's ghost. And I like to think of that as a mistake on his part. Like he was in the train and he's like, yes, now I'm a force ghost. Now I've become more power. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, that's, that's the, th- that's okay. Well, not mention that one. And you're like, all right, Alec Guinness. So you've, uh, you're as bad as they are now. You know, just, I like to think it's an accident. Uh, yeah, you could, well, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I'd like, you'd like to think so. Yeah. yeah, and just like he's pressing a few buttons in the afterlife, the netherworld, and you can just see Qui-Gon, like, oh, I'm tired of this shit, I've been here 20 years, and you turn up, first day, planet gone. Well done. <laughs> planet gone. Dick, there's your braid <laughs> back, get it back on. <laughs> uh, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, age 60, clipping his faux Rodney from Only Fools and Horses hair braid back on. Done. Anyway, that's that last bit of news. Right, last bit of news is Disney. So Galaxy's Edge, obviously, we know, has been uh, has been around for a little while now, and they have, uh, you know, they, they've they've been busy. They've they've got everything set up except for some of the, uh, the the more interesting attractions. So they didn't open everything when they launched Galaxy's Edge. So there's this new ride, which they said they were going to, I think they said they were originally going to open it at launch, but they couldn't get that done. So there's this ride called Rise of the Resistance, which apparently is significantly bigger than the attraction uh, throughout the Millennium Falcon. So we've all seen the pictures of the Falcon. Uh, Significantly longer. It features all of the main actors from the sequel trilogy, John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, Oscar Isaac, and Adam Driver. And... It is. It looks outstanding. Like they've done a Star Wars style poster for it. And on January seventeenth, twenty twenty, over in Anaheim, um, and on December the fifth in Orlando, we are going to get Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance ride. Now this looks absolutely mental, badass. It looks really cool. You and I were, were on Slack about this last night. It just looks awesome, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those things where, again, it's the the stuff that you had to add. You have to add to the list because just going to it's, it's clear now that the um, the Galaxy's Edge thing as a whole it, it's turning into a must see, like a, a thing you have to do as a Star Wars fan. And to be honest with you, it's not quite as bad as what the initial because there was some uh, pokery jiggery pokery fun that was doing the rounds before galaxy's edge opened that there was a promo image that that disney put out with this guy holding his son or his daughter's hand and the place looked fairly sparse and stuff but then there was a, a comparison where it's like a billion people um but from what i've seen it's not actually that bad it doesn't look too you're not rammed you're not like you know touching shoulders with people the whole time as you're walking around so I think you can spend a decent amount of time. I think you're in there for at least a couple of, well, a good few hours to, to explore it all. So just adding this in there as well, just it's just another little checkbox on the list. Like you have to go and do this. You have to do this. And it sounds really cool. So the, the details about you being in such a, you know, in a, in a Star Destroyer, something much larger than the other ride, it's just awesome. And like you said, you've got all the stars in there as well. And uh, yeah, it's just one of the... I have to start saving now to get over to Galaxy's Edge, unless we're going to hit up our contacts. We, we keep saying we're going to do this. We need to speak to the dude that's running the Galaxy's Edge part of Disney. We've got him on on direct message on Twitter. We'll sort that out later, and we'll report back when we're there. But, yeah, sounds awesome, buddy. We'll get there. We'll get there. Unless, unless Obi-Wan's Force Ghost blows the damn planet up, but we'll get there. We shall get there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to sampling all that. Make sure and know what else they're going to add as well. You know, I think what else they're going to do? What else they're going to pop in there? What's the future kind of roadmap for that? It's exciting, exciting time. So that's the roundup of the news. Uh, it's been an interesting one. Like I said, I think, as you say, it's going to ramp up heavily now. I can see from San Diego Comic Con, it just going 
absolutely nuts. And, uh, San Diego Comic Con is next week, actually. So get ready for just a pile of stuff. Just a pile. We need of to get stuff. there as well, don't we? At some point, we need to do that one year. We got the contacts for that as well, my man. My good friend Felicia <laughs> Jones, uh, her friend work. No, her husband works for Sony, designs games for Playstations, and she basically gets a pile of passes every year. She's like, "Do you want to go?" And I'm like, "I can't make it this year. I'm sorry." So we should, yeah, we should go. <laughs> That'd be awesome, Felicia. I know you're listening. Don't forget about Uncle Mark. Hi. That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Uncle Mark. Yeah, don't say that. Why? Sounds weird. You've made it weird. You've made it weird. I've made it. I know. God, I can't believe this. I'm quitting. all right guys so listen up up next we have the review and discussion but just before we do that i'm going to dive in and just give you a quick reminder that if you want some spark of rebellion swag if you want to get a hold of some stickers and some other merch you can join us over on patreon we do have some supporters we're going to increase the output of the content as well when we hit 150 bucks per month over on patreon so please go and check it out at patreon.com slash spark of rebellion and go and if you if you kind of tinkering around online and you're on your computer right now, you can listen to the show over on our newly minted website at sparkofrebellion.com. So please go and check that out as well. Now, we both saw this yesterday. You were you were very conscientious in popping this on the, uh, on the episode for today. This was something that was announced yesterday as we're recording this. And apparently, in the Rise of Skywalk, we are going to get a new trooper. A big old bright red thing called the Sith Trooper. Built, apparently, as the next evolution of the Imperial First Order soldiers that bears a more modern and menacing look worthy of its namesake. And this came in the form of a couple of toys that were released. Everything from the Pop, uh, the Pop Funko figures right through. I think there's a bit of Star Wars, uh, like, the, uh, like you said, is it the Black Label stuff? Um, and, and obviously... Uh, a costume to dress up in, just in case we wanted to do it as fancy dress. Um, it looks badass, don't get me wrong, but I'm a, I don't know what I think of this dude. I don't know what I think of it. Um, what about you? Where do you? Where's your head at with this one, the Sith Trooper? Hmm, interesting one, this. Uh, I've, um, yeah, you sort of read my mind on it, though, because I mean, I'm in two minds about it as well, because at face value, it looks... They, they look amazing. I'm assuming there's going to be more than one. Rightly or wrongly, I'm not sure on that. But it looks amazing, the, the red colour. It's got that... Uh, you just made me laugh. Sorry to jump in there, but just, mm. just imagining that one guy. Right, Dave, we've got uh, got this new uniform. Well, how many you got? Well, there's just, there's just one, and we're going to... I don't want to tell you this, but the, the mission's on Hoth. But you've you, you got to wear this red thing. Are you, are you joking? So you made me count the switches on Millennium Falcon. Now I'm the only guy wearing this bright red suit. Are you having a fucking laugh? <laughs> like he's quitting. But that dude, that is what you said there. Just put my brain into some weird ass territory. You carry on. I'm going to be weird over here in the corner for a sec. <laughs> it's back to old Dave again, isn't it? We need to get Dave over. Yeah, tired of that. We need. Yeah. Do you know what we need on the line? Like a producer, Dave. We need our cow, Pil- our cow Pilkington. Yeah, yep. That's it we'll do. Anyway, so this is a bright red guy. Where's your brain at on it? Sorry, I, t- I totally dove in there. No, I do. Uh, so I think at face value, it looks badass. Or he, or she, or it, or them. I'm not sure yet. They look badass. But I'm just not sure on their on the, the purpose of the name. Uh, because they've been titled as Sith Troopers, which is great. That's all good. But it's clear, well... I say clear. At the moment, it's clear that they're not actually force users or anything. I can't imagine these guys being being able to do the old lightning fingers or anything like that, or even the old choke, the old force choke or throw, whatever it is. I can't see them doing that stuff. Um, so I'm confused. I mean, it would be cool. I imagine it's a very similar thing because we've had... One thing that is cool, actually, is the consistency right back to the original trilogy. So do you remember in, I think it was Return of the Jedi, where we saw the Imperial Guards, you know, those guys with like the sort of uh, the, the helmets, they were like long and sleek and they sort of morphed into the long red cloak and stuff. And then in the 
in the rise of uh, uh, what was the what was the last Star Wars film called? Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Sorry, I was going to say Rise, but that, uh, in the Last Jedi, we had the Praetorian Guards in Snoke's um, throne room. So that red color, that really rich, deep red color, seems to be the same. It seems to go, cons- uh, you know, travel consistently through there throughout the trilogies, which is really cool. I love that. Um, so I, I think the look and feel is very cool. I'm just not sure on on the motive. Yeah, I'm just not sure on on why they're called that and who they actually report into because we've we're already going to get the Knights of Ren back, which are going to coincide with Kylo and you know that gang there. So I'm really not sure who these guys are going to are going to report into. Um, but yeah, that's my feeling on it. They, they certainly look very cool though. They do look cool. Make sure if it's a toy play, you know, let's package some toys up, make them look badass. And then, uh, you know, I hope this is not another Ewok. And again, you can imagine Kylo getting the Knights of Ren back. Like, right, right, team. Uh, You remember that guy? Snoke, yeah, that big guy. Yeah, he's gone. (laughs) I'm in charge now. Five minutes in the conference room. Got an announcement. I know you like wearing your black and your lightsabers. But I've been thinking, what about if you all wore these bright red costumes and just, you just meandered around a little bit and just like were intimidating, you know, around all the death, the Star Destroyers and just, just antagonize people, piss the droids off, you know, just do that. You can imagine them just turning back around and do that. Nah, fuck this. I miss Luke, you know, bring me back. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It's it's a weird one, isn't it? It's sort of a, um, I hope it's not a toy play. And I hope it's, I hope there's a damn good reason for it. Like it's, you know, is it tied to the Emperor? Like you said, to the reporting to Kylo? Is it his idea? Is it, is it something from the remnants of Snoke? You know, was he build, building a, are they, are they force sensitive? Is there a battalion there which links into, you know, we've, we've always seen the force um, sensitivity from the light side, the back end of the last Jedi, you know, the, the kid pulling the broom up. Are these troopers that have been identified as having mild force sensitivity? So they decided to do something with them. Um, but then at the same time, you know, Kylo wants to bury the past. He wants to kill the Jedi and the Sith. So why would you be like, ha thought of a name. We're going to call them Sith Troopers. There's one. And like the Sith were always pretty secretive, you know, the ruler too. It just feels a bit, um, like it's when, it's almost when your favorite rock band goes commercial. You know, this is Bob Dylan going electric. It's gone, it's gone full on, you know, um, just OTT and it's almost uh, like is it necessary I guess is where I'm going with that yeah I, I think I'm with you on the same on the same points there dude it's a bit feels a bit unnecessary a wee bit yeah and it could be a combination of several things as well it could be something like you know we've had the Inquisitor characters that we've seen in Star Wars Rebels and some mm-hmm. of the comics it could be like a combination of that type of character but more of a military style collective if you like so it could be an amalgamation of a few things but we shall see but certainly cool to have some decent character news because uh, we're still what six months away five months away whatever mm-hmm. from the from the film so um it, i remember we had this though with the force awakens remember they revealed captain phasma and she was she looked like a real badass because she she was obviously a a first order stormtrooper but she had that really cool look and feel with the chrome armor and everything and in the run-up to the film, everybody thought that she was going to be this big, fleshed-out character that was going to be important, and she ended up being quite small. Not in height, but, you know, in terms of the story. So I'm not getting my hopes up too much um, in terms of what these these Sith troopers are going to contribute to the overall film. But, yes, certainly interesting. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, when, when you look at, like, the Death Troopers that we saw... In, uh, you know, like Rogue One, for example, they were really used to, to pretty decent effect there. You know, the, the, it was interesting how they fleshed those out. You know, you've got to be over six, seven in height. You've got to have this background, that background to be a death trooper. And and they're, they're playing through to the, even to this Alphabet Squadron book. And it, it kind of makes you wonder, are we going to see a bit of background? Like, is there a number of comics or books that we're going to start to see exploring this? Um, so it's interesting. Like, like you said, it just, I hope it's just not a, a way to give us something to talk about for a few weeks until they release the next bit at San Diego Comic Con, and then it just fizzles. You know, I really hope you're right that that's not the case because Phasma could have been awesome, and that was such a 
a cool concept. You know, her armor built from the, uh, the the metal from the Naboo ship that Palpatine owned. You know, remember from the Phantom Menace, one of those style ships. That was really cool. And then it just died. And I just, I don't know. I just don't want it to be gimmicky. But we'll see, bro. We'll see on that one. Um, what do you think, just to kind of digress just a, a touch, because I know it's a discussion section, what do you think is going to come out of San Diego Comic-Con? What's your gut tell you on that? Are we going to get a new trailer? What are we What are we going to see? Are we going to get plot points? Are we going to get characters? Are we going to get any surprises? Where's, uh, where's the Gary Sensors taking us? Sort of. <laughs> Should always trust the Gary Sense. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think we're going to get much in the way of trailers or anything, dude. I nope. think, no, I think... Um, I think we had a couple of big, big announcements and trailers and so on from Star Wars Celebration a couple of months ago. So I think it's now that's now died down a bit, and I think it's going to be a more of a gradual build up now to the film. I don't I don't think they're going to repeat that at, at Comic Con. Uh, and yeah, I just can't see it happening. I think we're going to get more in the way of merchandise rather than film updates and stuff and trailers and whatnot i think we're going to see more in the way of uh, a couple of waves of upcoming black series figures i think we're going to get some more collectibles i think um uh, gentle giant were bought out by somebody a few months back and i know that they're ramping up their star wars star wars figure range and busts and so on and we normally get a panel of some sort but i don't think it's going to be right i don't think we're going to see mark hamill or those guys there so I think there'll be some cool bits. I think we might get a few little tidbits there, but actually we might get a bit from the uh, Jedi Fallen Order game that's coming up. They might have a panel there about that. Um, but yeah, in terms of actual juicy details in that leading up to the film, I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Well, I think you're probably right. The, the uh, Gary Sensors are normally pretty on point with stuff like this, dude. Um, so yeah, that, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think it'll be more hype. And you know, getting us into the mood for certain other things as well, and then a new trailer, I reckon, probably October time. Um, you know, and, and just ramp things up from there. Cool, man. All right, so that's the that's the Red Sith Trooper. We've got a little bit of reservation about it, but nonetheless, it does look cool. There's going to be spinning out some decent merch from it. It's going to be some decent, uh, certainly a decent toy line. Now, the random spotlight I'm going to let you introduce because, like you said, this has got a very special place in your Star Wars history. So let's dive in to the random spotlight. Tell us about it, dude. Why did you pick it? What is it? And, and tell us tell us the story. Right, so random spotlight for this week. Uh, this is one of those characters that always fascinated me when I was younger. And he he plays a... I say he, could not be. Um, it's, or they, they play an important-ish role in A New Hope in that they almost... They almost put a stopper on the entire story. <laughs> Because it's the it's the scene where Obi-Wan and Luke have not been together for that long. So at this point in time, Luke has been rescued from the Sand People by Obi-Wan. They've kind of had a bit of banter. They've talked about his dad, but Luke's not very committed. And it's not until he realises that the Stormtroopers are tracking 3PO and R2 back to the homestead where Uncle Owen and uh, and um, what's her name? Baru. Uh, they're going to track them back there, but the stormtroopers are fairly ruthless. So Luke realizes that they're probably going to be killed. It's after that point that then he's he's on the committal train. It's like, in a way, it's quite funny. I remember back to the old um, Family Guy Star Wars uh, episodes they put out, and there was that fun little jibe where um, uh, Luke, who's played by um, what's his name, Chris, the son, the fat, the, the chubby one. He's like, you don't believe in the Force, do you? And then Han, who's played by um, the dad, uh, Peter's like, oh, you mean that thing that you only found out about several hours ago? So it's that comical thing where Luke, all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, actually, I'm on board now. I wasn't like five minutes ago, but now I've got nothing left on Tatooine. Yeah, I'll hitch a ride and do that thing. Anyway, I digress. And it's the bit where they're trying to get off of Tatooine. They they meet Han and Chewie. They say, yeah, we'll, we'll take you off, off world. And there's a fee, blah, blah, blah. Meet us at Docking Bay. 94 they're on their way there but obi-wan because he's uh he's like the dude at this point in the trilogy there's you know other than yoda he's still knocking around he's like the dude with the force so he's like hmm i can sense that 
you know, we're being followed or tracked. And he turns his head and a couple of times he sees this figure in the, in the, the, the corridors and alleyways of, of the, uh, of Moss Eisley. And it turns out that that actual character is, uh, called Garindan and he's, his species is Cubaz. So he's known as Garindan the Cubaz. And just to give you a little descriptor, if you don't remember, which probably do but he's the guy in the the black cloak and the hood and he's got the round circular goggles which look very much like the pod racing goggles that anakin wears and but he's his species has got like a long snout and he's obviously covered up in a new hope because he's got like a like a leather thing over his snout and um the act the, the costume itself actually looks like a a sort of frankenstein of of uh of Obi-Wan's hood and cloak, but black, Darth Vader's gloves, Anakin's pod racer goggles and some other stuff. Um, so yeah, Garen Dan the Cubaz. And I was always fascinated by him as a character because if he was earlier, so if he was on his game earlier and he called over the stormtroopers and stuff and they would have taken out or captured Luke and, and Obi-Wan, that potentially could have been it for the story. They wouldn't have left Tatooine. They wouldn't have you know, rescued the princess and all that stuff. So he he could have, like, nuked the whole rebellion in, in that one thing. So he was just a little bit slow off the mark and the stormtroopers didn't get there quite in time as the Falcon blasts out of of uh, Moss Eisley. But he's a very cool character. And he's a character that we haven't seen. Hardly any books or comics reference him, I don't think, anyway. I haven't seen him pop up in any other stories. He's a very... In broad strokes, he's an in, in, inconsequential, I think I'm saying that right, character, but uh, he always fascinated me. So, yeah, he is, he is quite a random character, but, yeah, pretty cool at the same time. Yeah, he is, man. He's, like you said, he's very pivotal, almost accidentally. You know, he's kind of that little gambit that was thrown into the to the story, but that, that was always intended to miss, but like you said, in the lore, in the mythology, you're just like, ah! just you're very important just a touch earlier just a little bit more uh focus or whatever you know just a little bit of serendipity and you'd have got there um it's quite a cool looking character that i love first of all when you look at star wars um dot fandom.com like which is uh, another kind of wikipedia style setup because he's got this long snout the, this is genius right garindan also called long snoot like all right yeah <laughs> very imaginative well played on that one but He's got that look of, you know, the old, um, the, the the bubonic plague, the plague in London and, and everything. Like, he's got the look of the doctors, the big crow masks. Um, like, he's got that kind of really, I don't like this, I'm scared to death of it kind of look to it. Uh, and I know it's supposed to be snout, but it just, it looks just like one of those kind of doctors uh, with, like I said, with the big crow mask, which would just scary as hell. Scary as hell. Um, so there's a you know a couple of little bits of interesting facts if you look through some of the stuff online. Um, they say that it kind of followed up with interrogations by the rebellion. Um, he's got um, a little bit of a play with Darth Vader. You know, give a bit of information to Darth Vader. Um, I don't know where this has come from. Whether it looks like it's come from. Um, the rise and fall of Darth Vader, where he's mentioned in there, a couple of little things in Hero for Hire, the holiday special, Star Wars Rebellion. But like you said, literally there's nothing about this creature. There is barely anything. It's just implications and follow-ups from that one little scene or two in, in A New Hope. So yeah, actually a really intriguing character, man. Really intriguing character. And props on the spot because that um, that kind of character can easy, very easily go unnoticed. You know, I like personally for me, I focus on the Stormtroopers just like, wait a minute, okay, there's a battalion of stormtroopers here trying to get to the Millennium Falcon. Of course there is. These are the good guys. These are the bad guys. You know, you're, the, the fact that you've spotted this at such a young age, I think is uh, is awesome, dude. So yeah, well played on that. He wasn't in the holiday special, was he? Well, he says so. Wait, well, actually, I don't let me have a look at this. Appearances, Star Wars holiday special. Let's click on it. Because that's, uh, that's a whole unique thing. I assume you've have you seen it, the holiday yeah, not special. For a, not for a long time. Yeah, so I, I imagine he appears as a very quick flashback 
if they played a little clip of Luke and, and Obi-Wan knocking about on Moss Eisley, I imagine he's there, but I, I, he hasn't got a speaking part or anything like that, surely. No, he can't have, can he? Yeah. He Good. can't have. How do you think you say his name? Garindan. 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 I think, Garindan, I think yeah. Garindan. It's got to be on it. Garindan. Nice, man. I love it, dude. Yeah, good shout on that one. Really good. Really good. I, this, I love this random spotlight. It really does live up to its name. It really does live up to its name. It does. Um, so yep. top work on that, dude. All right. Well, that feels like a wrap. That's been a good. Uh, if not, I think I'm a little bit incoherent today. I've not. I've, I've, do you know what I've had? I've, I've had one egg since uh, last night. So I think I'm just like deliriously <laughs> hungry. You've had an That's egg. That's not. Yeah, just one egg. That's not because I'm dieting or anything like that. It's just that I found an egg in my fridge, all you know, hard boiled and such. Uh, okay, that's um, yeah. that's funny, but slightly worrying at the same time, dude. That you've only had <laughs> an egg, and the only reason you had said egg is because you just found it. You didn't think to then make any more food to go with it, no? Nah, not with a boiled egg. You just straight down there, like Gareth off the office. Did you, know, you do soldiers toast? Uh, runny egg and soldiers? No, it was ha- no, it was pre-boiled. Oh, ah, pre-boiled. pre-boiled. I don't know who boiled it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's my life. Welcome to my life. Um, I'm saving myself for a kick-ass lunch. That's what's going on there. Um, all right. So thank you so much for joining us. It's always been a pleasure. Like I said, a little bit random today, but it's been a fun episode nonetheless. Um, if you want to help us out, if you want to just kind of chip in, if you want to support us and help us to produce this show, you can join us over on Patreon. What we do with this is we basically take everything that we, we bring in through Patreon and put it back into the show. So more marketing to help other people discover it. We create new merchandise. We create new content like the Holocron files. And we just, we, we essentially put this straight back in to spark a rebellion. So if you do want to get involved and support, if you're enjoying the show, please go ahead and check out patreon.com slash spark of rebellion and if you have 10 seconds right now whilst listening go ahead and give us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice please that means that it will help us in the rankings it helps other star wars fans just like you to discover us so we'd appreciate that it only takes a few seconds it's very very easy to do so whatever app you're listening right now go ahead and give us a very honest review we'd be delighted if you'll take the time to do that so uh gary sign us off dude thank you bro as always uh, let's uh, let, let's lead it in from there Thank you, my man. Always good to chat Star Wars with you. And thank you guys for listening to episode 14. It's been uh, just great, as Mark said. Uh, Next week for episode 15, Mark is not going to be with us. Mark is off finding more boiled eggs, probably, uh, to have for his supper. One of our patrons is likely going to take up the mic next week in Mark's absence. This particular patron is into Star Wars gaming, especially as am I. So we're probably going to do plenty of Star Wars gaming news and discussion next week. So that'd be cool. Look out on the social media for what's happening with hosts next week. Uh, Until then, have a good week. Take care of yourselves. Do everything Star Wars that you can. And until then, may the force be with you always.